Johnny Otani looks more like an MVP every single time he starts, and this weekend was no exception. We're going to talk all the details. Plus, should the Angels keep Squid next season, and are we sold on Louis Renjifo? We're going to answer those questions because it's our favorite day of the week. It's Mailbag Monday, and we're going to lock you on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and we're available wherever you get your podcast. And if you give us a rate and a review, it actually helps others to find the pod. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube or you're planning to continue to watch on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. What's going on? You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. And this is Locked on Angels, where it's your team every single day. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You can reach us on Twitter at LockedOn. Angels, and of course, on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. We love interacting with you over there. And Mike and I have been lifelong fans of this team, and we're so glad you decided to join us for this episode. Mike, it's hot outside, dude. It is hot, right? <laughs> it's disgustingly hot, and I, the, the temperature in yesterday's game was like on the field was like 116. They yeah, took the temperature. Insane. And, and, and Carlin was doing the, the field reporting, and she was talking about how stinking hot it was. And so you could tell. I mean, those guys were sweating. As soon as they came out of the dugout, they were yeah. sweating. It was so hot. Like 107 in Long Beach. Like, we, we have entered into hell. <laughs> and it is hot, and yeah, I don't like it. The angels in hell. That's right. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's recap the weekend. This series against the Houston Astros. Of course, they are in first place in the AL West. And, uh, you know, doing, yeah, doing Astros things as they always do. The first game Friday, you know, I said that I wanted to watch Reed Detmers this weekend and I was disappointed because it was not his best start. Of course, they lost four to two. He went four and a third uh, and four runs. And two of those were because Jose Marte came in and had two bases loaded walks. And those runners that were on base were Detmers's runners. That's hard to say. Detmers's, Detmers's runners. <laughs> and uh, that proved to be the difference because, again, it was 4-2, to two and those two walks were essentially the, the way the game ended. Now, uh, Shohei Otani went 1-4 for four with a walk. Mike Trout went 2-4 for four with a walk. But the Angels were 1-9 for nine yeah. with runners in scoring position. Mike, that was their Achilles heel on Friday night, right? Yeah, they looked uh, they looked like the Angels of July and August on Ugh. Friday night. Just couldn't hit and couldn't come through. And then you've only you've only got Trout and Otani that are actually doing anything for you in that lineup. And that's been tough, right? Like it's been tough to watch them, and it's been tough to watch them carry this team. And I thought I thought that we would at least be competitive on Friday, and and we were. But it was those two runs that were the difference because it would have been mm-hmm. two to two because we came back and tied would have tied the game, but because because those base loaded loaded walks happened, it really it really slowed us down and it, it cost us the game. And so we move into Saturday hoping to get a victory. And Shohei Otani looks marvelous in yeah. his pitching in his outing. I mean, this guy goes eight innings. He throws over a hundred pitches, only six hits, one earned run, five Ks. And I don't know if you noticed, John, but on the mound, he just had a confidence about him that. I don't know if I've seen all season long, but as he was yeah. shaking off the, the, the signs, he was just like, nah, 
We're not throwing that. Nah, we're not throwing that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that, right? And that's the way it should be. Absolutely. And, and I love that there was a moment where he was, I don't remember who was at bat, but the guy who was batting was going to, was trying to go to right field. And, mm-hmm. and Shohei pointed and like tapped his, his, his temple and was like, I, I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm following you. And then the next pitch was out there and they got him to fly out to Taylor Ward in right field. I mean, the guy is on another level when he's on the mound. And it's not just because of his athletic ability, although we'll affirm that and high five that all day long. But Shohei is brilliant, and he knows yeah, the game the really, side. really well. And it was so great to see him pitch as well as he did. Unfortunately, he didn't get the win, but the Angels did get the win mm-hmm. in extra innings. Matt Duffy had a reviewed walk-off win because it looked <laughs> as awkward. though, right? They looked as though they caught it, and then they went back and said, no, it hit the ground. It was great. But, Johnny, a couple of stats on Shohei. His ERA in September is 2.58, and his... His, his war amongst starting pitchers, he's third behind Kevin Gossman and Justin Verlander. Wow. Gossman has a 5.1, Verlander 4.8. Shohei Otani has a 4.5. And then for offensive players, Shohei is second in mm. offensive players if you put all of his war together. And he's behind Aaron Judge. And so I, I just think that we should chant three letters, Johnny. MVP. MVP because (laughs) this guy is proving to be ridiculous and his numbers are 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 getting better and better every time and he still has some weeks to add to his offensive numbers but there was an an argument on Twitter with some some angel leaders some angel media and they were saying this guy should be in the running for Cy Young because his numbers Mm. are that strong and so if he doesn't get the MVP let's have him get the Cy Young but Shohei should walk away with some hardware from this season. Absolutely, and with an unfortunate injury to Justin Verlander, I think that gives Otani all the more reason to get into the Cy Young conversation, yes. especially if he's got a few more starts this season and Four, can add I believe. Yeah. to those numbers. I mean, come on, man. I think, look, if he's in the Cy Young conversation and the MVP conversation, what other proof do you need for Shohei Otani to at least get the MVP, right? right. Now, the, yeah, you were right. That walk-off was kind of awkward because it did bounce. It didn't look like it immediately, but that replay confirmed that <laughs> that ca- uh, non-catch, yeah. I should say, yeah. in the outfield. So great call by the umpire getting that right right off the bat. Uh, Sunday was brutal. It was hard and, to watch. Yep. But honestly, like, good grief, man. Those guys are playing in the heat. It was awful. My air conditioner couldn't keep up with the heat today and we just have a small apartment so uh that goes to show how difficult it was for these guys on the field i think there was an early play i heard on the radio where altuve was like i'm not getting caught in a rundown right now he stood there he just literally stood there yeah yeah (laughs) i don't blame him he's like i'm not running this is this is way too hot (laughs) uh it was a nine to one loss unfortunately uh for tucker davidson he went six and a third seven hits and seven runs Mike, he's got the stuff. He does. I think Tucker Davidson just needs the confidence. He needs the Shohei confidence. So perhaps there's something there with Shohei who can kind of take him under his wing. But you and I have said all along, as as long as the Angels are out of contention, this is the time to try guys out like a Tucker Davidson and see what they can bring to the table. On the TV side, Mark Gubaza said uh, Davidson is, is a learner, willing to learn, and he will learn 
from this outing and become a better pitcher. He really yeah. only had one bad inning, and that was the second. Right, but gave up five a, runs. A, a positive side here, once again, Mike Trout hitting a home run, his 29th of the season. It's a shame that he was had the to retire. Only run. <laughs> What's that? It's a shame he had to retire. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That, that and, uh, <laughs> and with with Shohei out of the lineup, David Fletcher out of the lineup, I mean, what are you going to do in this right. game? Of course, It's almost like, yeah, of course it was 9-1 to one in this game. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and, and you're right about the young guys. I want to see Tucker Davidson get better. I want to see him improve. And I think playing those young guys and giving them some reps is is really, really important as we finish yeah. the season. In fact, speaking of young guys, I got a text from our mutual friend, RJ. He was hey. at the 66ers game, and Yadiel hey. Sanchez was playing, and he said he actually looked really, really good. Sweet. And, and he was actually affirming of the conversation we had with Lindsey Crosby a few months back about Yadiel. So there is a great minor league system. There's a great plethora of players that are about ready to come up. And I love seeing these young guys that are with the team right now, like Tucker, getting some reps. And and when he figures it out, I think that he could be a really great starting pitcher for us. And again, you mentioned it. Now's the time to allow him to figure that out. Yeah, and speaking of figuring things out, it looks like Jose Suarez, Suarez has really figured things out on the mound. He's going to take on the Tigers. We start the series today. Happy Labor Day, by the way. Hey, hey. Hope you're enjoying your day off if you were fortunate enough to get one. And then uh, Mike Myers and Patrick Sandoval will be taking on the Tigers. But I feel confident with these guys on the mound and looking forward to this series. Hopefully you're grilling it up, having some time with family and friends today and uh, putting us on in the background uh, while you're doing so. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to open up the mailbag because it is Mailbag Monday, and we're going to answer one of these questions. Uh, What do we do with Walsh and Ward next season? We'll share our thoughts with you, but first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders, and that's where LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you. They're here to make it easier to find people that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. And then when you add your job, you can add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and that helps spread the word that you're hiring so your network can actually help you find the right people to hire. And then there's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire quickly. Uh, That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you find the candidates that you want to talk to and help you to find them faster. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn every single day? And so you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. And remember, some terms and conditions do apply. want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We also want to thank you for getting in our mailbag. We yeah. love Monday mailbag. It's a special Labor Day edition. I think everybody's in a good mood. They got the day off. Mike, <laughs> we were in a good mood last week because of how the Angels looked in that Yankees series and yes. how we were able to take that series two to one. In fact, we got some really positive 
fun voicemails after that, and we also had our best day ever on YouTube. So yeah. thank you for everybody who tuned in to watch us there. It's because you ran was, laps around your house. I think that that's, that's what right. sold it. That <laughs> that's was really probably what the best <laughs> now I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. You were out of breath Our after that too, opening. which was great. That's right. <laughs> but Mike, we got a really great voicemail. We thought that we would just share some positive vibes because it's been a rough season, right? But we really want to highlight uh, what the Angels have done well. And uh, this one was really encouraging. This is Terry from Honolulu. All right, Terry. Hey, Mike and John. Uh, my name is Terry, and believe it or not, I'm calling you from Honolulu, Hawaii. And right now, it's 3 a.m. in the morning, and I just wanted to let you know, I'm not going to talk specifically about Angels, uh, you know, their uh, batting or whatever. They're, they're doing good. I, I, I like them. But, you know, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I love your guys' podcasts. I love, I watch you guys on YouTube every time you, when your video comes on, and you guys are, are like the bomb. And I just wanted to let you know that um, there are fans in Hawaii who are following the Angels, mainly because of Shohei, yeah, of course, but not only him, you know. And uh, we, we love the fact that you guys are so positive, and that's what I like about you, you guys got the best Locked on podcast. I just wanted to let you know that. Simple. Simple. Terry from Honolulu, Hawaii. And uh, you guys have a good night, Mike and John. I love you guys. You guys are you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Good night. Yes. That's the we best. Got a fan in Terry. Yeah, no. Look, anybody who calls us from Honolulu where the vibes are positive yeah. and the weather is nice and it's not 112 <laughs> like it is here in Los <laughs> yes, Angeles yeah. or the Inland Empire, man. Man, Terry, thank you so much for that. First of all, for the kind words. Right. It means a lot to Mike and I that as fans of the Angels and Shohei that you know that you can count on us. We, you know, you and I try to keep it positive, Mike, but we also try to be real about some of the discussions that need to take place about the Angels. So we're glad that, uh, you know, through this difficult season, we can keep it positive. One thing I wanted to point out about Terry's voicemail, Mike, is just the fact that there's so many eyes on the game of baseball yes. and the Angels specifically because of Shohei Otani and what he's done for the game. Look, I know that doesn't factor into MVP, but it should. <laughs> there should be a, the, an, an EVP, like uh, eyes valuable player or most eyes on the team, right? Like, <laughs> I just I just love the fact that Terry was like up at three in the morning and he decided to give us a call. Like that, Heck yeah. that was awesome. So Terry, thank you so much for that. And Johnny, I can't say Honolulu without saying it like the guy from Seinfeld who had the bags and he says, Honolulu. Remember the guy that... <laughs> Because Elaine was being mean to <laughs> yes, him. Yes, he puts Elaine's bag in yes, Hawaii. That was just a moment between you and I. Okay, we can continue. <laughs> Let's keep the positive vibes going. And this is uh, this is a really cool one. He's called us before, but let's go to Mike from Camarillo. Hey, guys. This is Mike from Camarillo, and I'm here at the stadium with my two boys again. Nathan, Devin. And, man, so we just watched a great game, uh, some great pitching. I feel like the Angels are back from uh, – how they were playing at the beginning of the season, I feel like it's going to be a bookend. Uh, we're going to begin strong and we're going to end strong, and that middle portion is just going to stink. Um, so even though we're obviously going to miss the playoffs, uh, it's still fun to see the Halos rally and uh, gives us hope yet again for next year. So go Halos. Uh, good time always, and uh, great to have a good time with my kids watching some Angel Baseball. 
Have a good one, guys. Mike from Camarillo, thank you for your voicemail and shout out to Nathan and I think Devin. I hope I got that yeah, right. Yeah. But Mike's called us before, Mike, and he shared a photo with us last time of him and his boys enjoying a game. And I, I wanted to bring this voicemail up because how great is it for a dad to be able to take his boys to the field and get an Angels win, but also like just how, how great have the Angels been at creating a family atmosphere over the years? In fact, that goes, I think, to a lot of credit goes to Artie Marino. I know that he's selling the team and as fans and logistically and trying to win games, yeah. it's not been very fun. But I do have to say that when you think about the deals that they have for families and just the atmosphere that is created for families, I really just love what the Angels have been able to do, especially over the last 20 years of Artie Marino's ownership. Yeah, there's always been some really great deals, like, you know, four for 40, and you can get hot dogs and drinks, and so I've appreciated that as a dad, as a family man, and Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that there's still an opportunity to go and that you could take your family and do that, and... And you know what? Like this is this is the time of year for us to get hopeful again, right? Like it's in August that we are really depressed because we're not making the playoffs. But then September comes around, <laughs> and we see some of these young guys, and we're like, "Hey, maybe there's potential for next year." So I appreciated that 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 positivity because it's honestly where I'm at. I'm like, "Hey, maybe there's hope for next year." If I'm a sucker, call me a sucker, but I'm excited for next year. Hey, we got another great voicemail from Hawaii, and this is somebody who's called us before, and we actually said that. We'd like to hang out with this guy. He seems like a good bud. So if, if uh, he wants to hang out, if he wants to get us out to Hawaii, let's do We're it. Ready. Here's here's another voicemail from Hawaii. Anthony from Hawaii. Hi, this is Anthony Sakai again calling from Hawaii. And I love what you guys are doing. I had a question. Is Joe Adele hurt? Why aren't they playing him this weekend against the Astros? You know, with Shohei Otani on the mound, they should be playing like it's the World Series. They have to win at all costs when he's pitching. Now he's got a great chance to win MVP, and we, they need to do everything in their power to make that happen. Thanks for my um, listening to my rant, rage, comments, whatever you want to call it. But Shoy's been incredible, and I do think Joe Adele at this time is the right thing to do on the left field. Thank you very much. Anthony from Hawaii, thank you for giving us a call, Mike. The biggest Joe Adele fan is Anthony from Hawaii. Yeah. That's, in fact, what his his voicemail was last time. Yep. And you and I are big Joe Adele fans. Why was he not playing that much this weekend? That was hard to understand. I know they had Aguilar and giving him a shot. But like we've said, this is the time of year to see what you've got yeah. and to give Joe Adele the reps that he needs uh, at the major league level. Yeah, it feels like maybe they're giving him some time off just to rest his body. But it also feels like there's a lack of confidence there. And I know that they right. wanted to give Aguilar some reps out there. And I like Aguilar. I think that maybe they like him a bit more than Joe Adele. And I think mm. because of the defense, I think that there's a hesitancy to put him out there. But the reality reality is mm-hmm. is that these games don't necessarily matter for the Angels yeah. outside of it's developing. It's fun to win, but right. they don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I think that maybe they're wanting to try to keep it competitive, and so they're going to put a good glove out there like Sierra or Aguilar. But I, I, I do, I agree with you, and I agree with this caller. I think that it's important for them to have Joe Adele out there if he's not hurt, because this guy has a great bat, and he needs to get those reps, and we're going to be a broken record talking about that until it actually happens. So, Angels, let's make this happen. Last voicemail for this segment is from Ruben Rosas, whose name I always mess up when he writes us. <laughs> so, Ruben, I apologize. Ruben Rosas from Woodland Hills. Hey, guys. Uh, I just had a, this is Ruben Rosas from Woodland Hills. Just had a comment and question. 
Uh, well, first of all, I think I really liked how Yankee fans are seeing that it takes the whole team to be in playoff contention and that it it's not just Aaron Judge who put him there. I mean, they're seeing firsthand what the Angels have been dealing with the last few years. Um, and come on, Yankee fans, this, this MVP award is all we've got. It's all we have to look forward to, so don't take that away from us. You you guys get the playoffs, we'll take the MVP. Anyway, thoughts on that, and real quick, thoughts on uh, Javier Baez as a shortstop option. I'm sure the uh, Tigers would love to trade him, and if they eat up the majority of the contract, he'd be a cheap option at shortstop. He's better offensively and defensively, well, maybe more offensively, better than what we've had the last few years, and uh, yeah, good, good. it'd be a good stop, good uh, kind of a bridge shortstop while Zach Neto is ready in minors. Anyway, thank you guys. You do a fantastic job. Uh, go Halo. Ruben, thanks for your voicemail, man, and thank you for addressing uh, the Yankees' understanding what it is to have somebody who's MVP caliber and the team falling apart <laughs> around him. We've experienced that yeah. many, many times. And yes, please don't take this away from us, Yankees. This is all we have. We want this something. Is what yeah. Yeah, we got to have something. Mike, what do, we, what do you think about Javi Baez as an option from the Tigers? He's got a contract with the Tigers, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I like the idea. I, I think that I struggle with it simply because his numbers have really gone down in the last couple of years. And this year he's mm. really been scuffling. And I mm-hmm. think that we have to pay attention to that because when we signed Josh Hamilton, his second mm-hmm. half before we signed him, he was really struggling. And how mm-hmm. you end actually matters for the next season. And I just feel like Javi may not be a guy that is going to be able to put it together. I think his best years are before him, not after and I think that we might be getting somebody that's going to drive us nuts now if they were able to eat the contract the Tigers that is then maybe it's worth sending a couple of players over but then I would really wrestle through who do you send over because you don't want to give up too much for Javi Baez to come and be a shortstop for a couple of years for us and so I don't know if I'm 100% on board with this I don't know if I would buy it just because I think that we're going to be inheriting a guy that's going to drive us crazy and that's not what we need we need somebody who's going to perform over there and perform really, really well. What do you think? Yeah, his best numbers are behind him. In fact, his his average has dipped since his all-star season in 2019 and 2018. Look, he was second in MVP voting in 2018, and he's certainly not reached those numbers uh, in recent years. Yeah. Uh, the, the Tigers took a chance. They really wanted to have somebody who could fill that role at shortstop. You know, Correa was kind of a name that was attached to them, but they went the Baez route, and now the uh, the president of the Tigers uh, organization who was in charge of doing all of their transactions is, is going to be leaving as well. So, yeah, it's just they seem to be really having a hard time over there in Detroit. And <laughs> with us going through new ownership, I think you and I have said before, I think it'd be better to go the route of, uh, of a Dansby or a Trey Turner yeah. and that kind of uh, route. But I think I like Ruben's idea. I think it's thinking outside the sure. box because we've mentioned uh, Trey and uh, Dansby a few times on the pod. So I think this is a good outside the box thinking. I would just worry that he would be a frustrating person like you mentioned. Now 
now let's go to the mailbag, Johnny. Here's yes. our first question. Should the Angels keep Squid for next season or move on from him? What do you think? Yeah, that one comes on Instagram, DKN36. Ask that question. I would like him off the bench. I think he's a great defensive replacement. I think that he's somebody who has value in his defensive glove. He's just been relied upon too much to be an everyday player, and he's not right now. And usually it's like, hey, maybe he's not an everyday player now, but let's give him everyday time and see what happens. Well, it's been a full season of seeing what happens, and I don't think that he's a starter. I think that he's a late-inning defensive guy. So coming off the bench... For Squid, I think is a is a good move, but we have to sign somebody to fill that hole in the lineup. Is he the depth that we need, John? Is he that one of, one of those players that Perry talks about? Like, hey, he he could be a great guy that could help cover because I think maybe if he was putting up these numbers as a extra outfielder, we wouldn't be as uh, frustrated maybe with him yeah. and infielder? you know that he <laughs> in, infielder yeah infielder and and he's gonna come in and play some really great defense I think he has 13 defensive runs saved I think he's Something just crazy. really crushed it this this year so do you think he's the depth like is he a guy that is gonna be somebody that we can have just in case somebody goes down if somebody goes down it's gotta be depth in terms of David Fletcher and Luis Renjifo in fact the next question from Fast Times Under the Halo on Instagram, said, are we sold on Renjifo as a full-time infielder for us yet? What do you think, Mike? I'm not. And hmm. and I, I just, I'm not yet there. And I think because I see a very streaky hitter, and hmm. what this team does not need is a streaky hitter. They need somebody okay. who's going to be consistent. And I think Renjifo actually is better depth than a Velasquez. I don't know if I would want to let Velasquez go because I love his glove, but Renjifo has a great bat and he can hit from both sides of the plate, and you can kind of put him anywhere on the infield. It feels like Velasquez is strictly a shortstop, mm-hmm. but Renjifo can play third, and he can play short, and he can play second, and he plays it really, really well. So I would rather have him be a depth piece and back up a Rendon, a Turner, or a Dansby, and a Fletcher on the left side of the infield. Yeah, I agree. I think if you have David Fletcher and or Luis Renjifo as backup off the bench, you've done the offseason correctly because that means yeah. you have a superstar starter at shortstop and one one or the other guy is playing at second base or vice versa. Maybe you get a second baseman and you play those guys at short. I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Next question is, what do you see happening for players like Walsh and Ward next season? And mm. I think, honestly, John... I. Walsh is going to be back. He had surgery that was reported this last weekend, and it seems like he's going to be on track to be there for spring training. Ward is an interesting cat for me because he had such a great start, and then he ran into the wall. And then that Mm -hmm. just seems like he went downhill from there. And he has looked like the Taylor Ward of the last few years in the last few months. He has not looked great. And so I think he's our starter. But I, I'm not confident in that. And mm-hmm. the reason why I'm not confident in that is because of his tailspin in the last few months. And we've really needed his bat, and he hasn't come through for us. And it's not like he's got this incredible glove in the outfield. Mm-hmm. And in fact, his arm doesn't even look that great. And so maybe he's still a bit injured. I so I would be intrigued to see what happens at spring training. And, and maybe they give him another shot to be the starter. But I also wouldn't put it past the Angels to have some sort of outfield arrangement that doesn't 
doesn't include Ward as the starter because I think his his trajectory doesn't look like it's up and to the right, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. Ever since that injury, it's just not been the same Taylor Ward that we saw at the beginning of the season because, one, he was a patient hitter, and it seems like he's struggling a little bit right now with that. Uh, for me, Jared Walsh, and I, I like this question from Santizo Diego 74 on Instagram. I like this question. I wouldn't mind seeing some kind of platoon at hmm. first base because uh, Walsh is obviously has his struggles against lefties, but he plays a great first base and he hits righties really well. So I know the, the splits were kind of reversed at the beginning of the season, um, but I would actually be curious to see what happens in a platoon situation over at first base. Hey, we got this tweet from MLB underscore fan at AE91581. Hey guys, love your show. Want to ask who are the probable owners for the Angels and what about Shohei in the future in this sale? Mike, what do you think about the probable owners? Well, we're actually going to talk more in depth about this tomorrow, but there Mm. are rumors that the Golden State Warriors owner is in conversations or is in interested. And -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, but he did, he did say, uh, no comment when they asked him about it. So that's interesting. And then the also, face. yeah, yeah. And then also the Rams owner yeah. uh, is interested. And there's a conversation about him doing in Anaheim what he did in Inglewood with SoFi Stadium. So hmm. I honestly, I, without giving away all the details of what we're going to talk about tomorrow, I'm I'm stoked on both of those names because yeah. they both are are winning owners and they're both spending owners and yeah. actually are, are willing to fork out the cash we could get we could get a replica a replica of like what the Dodgers ownership is like with those two guys and so that's exciting Johnny what about what about your thoughts on that yeah as far as the the Shohei portion of that question goes uh, what what's his involvement in the future of the sale I think you just kind of play it out you let Shohei uh, play for you in 2023 because he's got that last year on his contract of course they are going to arbitrate in the off season, so he will get paid more. Uh, and I think by the time a sale goes through, hopefully sometime we wish it would be in the off season. I'm not sure that would happen, but if it was the middle of the season, I think that you could work out a deal with Shohei under the new ownership at that point. Hey, last question comes from our friends over at Halos in the Infield. They always do a great post-game show, Todd Fox and the crew, and then, of course, they have their podcasts as well. they got a whole series of podcasts. If you had to bring back one coach from this season, who would it be and why? And I have to go with Mike Gallego as our infield coach because our infield has been really solid. You know, a lot of the runs that we gave up last season were errors and defense issues. I know that Jose Iglesias was a great fire starter on the team, and he had a good bat. But his defense was subpar, and it was a real liability for us. And so just the way that our defense has turned things around this season, and that includes the pitching. I know that's not an infield coach thing, but uh, I've just seen our defense really improve this season. So I would be okay with Mike Gallego coming back because I think he works really well with our infield. But what coach would you bring back next season? Looking at the stats of the pitchers compared Mm -hmm. to – 2021 to this season I would bring back Matt Wise for one more year wow just because I think that he actually I know that we've dogged on him a bit and I was a part of that conversation but 
I think that he has really helped this team improve. Mm-hmm. And I think the key to that improvement, if you look at the stats, it wasn't bringing in guys like Syndergaard and Lorenzen. It was actually, the improvement was found in Sandoval's game, in mm-hmm. Detmer's game. And I know that they had some moments where they had to pivot and they had to work on some things. But even Suarez, there has been a great improvement in how they're going to throw their pitches and how they're going to use their mechanics. And Matt Wise has been a part of that. And so I think I'd give him one more shot to come back mm-hmm. next season because this team looks like they're starting to buy in on Matt Wise and his leadership and strategy for them. I have a hard time weighing things like why couldn't he help Reed Detmers with his slider? Why do Reed Detmers sure. have to go to AAA? Sure. I also have a hard time weighing things against the tipping pitches. Now, somebody did point out how funny it was that all of a sudden Yankees couldn't figure out Angels pitching like they did in Yankee Stadium. Uh, right. Uh-oh. Right. But I have to say that with Matt Wise, like you're right, there's definitely been some improvements in Suarez and Sandoval and Reed Detmers and those guys but sometimes I have a hard time weighing it against the negatives against Matt sure. Wise. So makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air when it comes to him because there's good things and there's bad things about him. And I wonder, you know, with a new manager next season, I kind of wonder if, if they will make a change at Pitching Coach as well. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Football is here, Johnny. It's an eight-episode extravaganza that gets you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. You can search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, be sure to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels if you're on Twitter. And of course, you can reach Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. We're memeing like fiends over there, of course. And uh, you can always catch our recaps at Lockdown Angels and at Super Halo Bros. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, why are there so many injuries on the Angels this season and in MLB this season? Well, Max Mm. Scherzer of the Mets has a theory, and we're going to share that theory with you tomorrow. I like Scherzer. I do, too. I trust him. I do, too. He's a great guy. He's crazy, but he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, All right. That sounds like a good conversation, and we hope that you'll come back and join us for that tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right back here on Tuesday for more Locked On Angels.